0: Together, me bearing her weight, we shamble to the entrance of the East Wing, joining the line behind a dozen other guests of the White House, all of them in fancier attire than either of us. Are we underdressed? The women all wear gala dresses, and I'm in jeans, while Overleaper Audrey's sporting her desert digital camo, black messenger bag slung over her shoulder.
3: Back's in the belt. What's her deal?
0: Sir, she's a veteran. Part of the ceremony.
3: Hmm. You sick lady? Mm -hmm, Yes, mm -hmm.
0: sir. Baghdad carcinoma.
3: Ah, all right. Let's see what's in this bag.
0: He frowns at a screen I can't see.
3: We're gonna need to take a look inside.
0: He brings the messenger bag to a far table and dumps the contents into an eggshell plastic bin. I mask my tension. He can't suspect the contacts are anything but what they appear to be. He paws through the cigarettes, flask, and underwear with a blue-gloved hand. He selects the flask first, unwinds the middle screw top, and takes a sniff. Yeah, it's mezcal. I have a taste. Ooh. Yeah, I passed that this way. He flicks his eyes up at me, then returns them in the bin before holding up the cigarettes.
3: No smoking in the White House.
0: Wouldn't dream of it. He frowns and dumps the contents of the bin back into Overleaper Audrey's messenger bag.
3: I'm through to check-in, ladies. Next!
2: Oh, the Realm presents... Overleaper. Starring Thora Birch. Episode 9.
0: A velvet rope and a sign reading pre-credentialed media directs us into the next room. Good evening. Names, please. London Picking, Garnett. Um, (laughs) um, Very good, Miss Picking. You're on the list. I'll just need...
1: Staff Sergeant Audrey Beach.
0: A young man storms up to us, well-dressed and in a suit with polished black loafers. Shit. I don't know this kid. And he's about to blow up my spot. Uh, I'm not Beach, but my sister is. (laughs) Mr. Jacobs, what seems to be the trouble?
1: The trouble is this one skipped out on her meeting with the President this morning. Very disappointed in you, by the way, Staff Sergeant.
0: And that's exactly why she's back, to talk with the President. Ah, talk to the Prez. Jacobs frowns at me. The woman frowns at the Overleaper, a sort of stalemate. Finally, she grimaces at the president's assistant. Fine, they're through. But you're responsible, Mr. Jacobs. Uh, uh, And if your sister gets any drunker, she'll have to leave. I'll find her some coffee. Coffee? Coffee? I don't know. I follow Mr. Jacobs toward the east room. He points us to the seats reserved for journalists near the back of the room.
1: Please stick around after the ceremony. The president would like a chance to speak with you after the event.
0: He disappears into what is quickly becoming a crowd. A hundred people mill through the length of the space. Against the far wall, centered stands the podium where the president will speak. I lower the overleaper into one of the chairs. Just stay here. I'll be right back. Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll stay right here. Mm. She hardly has the strength to respond. I begin to walk around the room. Who I'm searching for, I can't be sure, but I'll know them when I see them. The other assassin jumped over before Overleaper Audrey did. So I guess I'm looking for a killer in rough shape, tired, wan, probably sicker than her. I don't see anyone like that. And time is running out.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, Please, your attention for a moment.
0: I spin toward the voice at the podium. It's the Vice President, Daniel Strom. Is it just my imagination, or is his hair thinner than when I saw him on Air Force Two? Mm, I can't be sure. The blue lighting is doing him no favors.
3: If I could just have your attention. We've got a special guest today. Please, take your seats.
0: The East Room begins to fill. I search the faces desperately. The Overleaper should be here. This is not my area of expertise. I'm failing.
3: Yes, yes, please, locate a chair. But don't sit quite yet. As we start the Medal of Honor ceremony, please stand with me for our national anthem, performed by Miss Adriana Contescuta.
0: A young woman bounces up to the podium. I recognize her instantly from the on-base magazines. Flowing black hair, smile like a Crest commercial. Thank you, oh, thank you. I'm so proud to be here. There's nothing else for me to do but wander toward my seat next to Overleaper Audrey, still slumped. I lean toward her. Stand up. Just, you're going to give us away unless you stand. If anything, she falls forward more, chin on her chest. I reach under her arms to help. Her hand grips mine. All the strength that was once there is gone. My head suddenly spins, vertigo. A wave of nausea hits me. Overleaper Audrey's weakness seeps into my limbs. Oh, shit. Adriana Conoshuta begins to sing. Everyone else is on their feet, a forest of suits and dresses. Lean on me. That's it. Come on, just stand up. I feel wobbly myself. She leans forward and pukes blood. <laughs> Medic! Oh, <God. laughs> I think she just puked. I go to my knees next to my fallen doppelganger. My head is is spinning, but I know it's only a fraction of what she feels. She wipes her mouth with the sleeve of her battle dress uniform. Then she twists towards me. Uh, Audrey, listen, you have to do this on your own now. I'm in the White House, watching helplessly as my doppelganger wretches blood in the East Room. I panic, wondering if the assassin will strike during the chaos or recognize me alongside the Overleaper. One group of Secret Service bunches around the Vice President, while a separate team converges on our position. They've hardened up a ring of protection. Step away, ma'am. Give her some space. A man in a black suit squats down next to Overleaper Audrey. More to make sure she's not going anywhere than to check on her health. Audrey, you've got to give me something I can use. Anything. It's a a futile cry for help, but it's all I've got. Without her, I'm, I'm lost. The president is lost. It's all over. Overleaper Audrey doesn't speak, and I can tell she's past talking. A woman pushes through the tightening ring of Secret Service.
4: I'm a physician. Let me through.
0: I step aside. The agent takes the Overleaper's pulse. She's got to come with me. You
4: need to carry her, Agent Karif. There's a stretcher in the center
0: hall. Let's go,
1: ma'am. Steady there.
0: He bends and picks Overleaper Audrey up as if she weighs nothing and pushes past me. Are you with her? Well, come on, then. We'll get her into an ambulance. I don't move. I can't. I have to stay here. Even if I see no way to stop the assassination, I need to try. I'm not with her. The doctor raises her eyebrow. I know she doesn't believe me. But her attention's on her patient, with no time for what she must take as a selfish sister. Come on, Karif.
4: Quick and careful. Emesis with blood is often a sign of internal bleeding. You're going to be okay. We're getting you into an ambulance. Stay calm.
1: Here we go, ma'am. Uh, Okay. Out of my way! I've got to get this woman to the ambulance.
0: They rush toward the waiting stretcher. I can sense what the overleaper feels. The agent's strong arms cradling her, and the hemorrhaging of her insides. She knows her time's run out. But I still hope the doctor can save her, this mirror of myself who just wants to make things right. The other agents loosen their ring around me just as a crew of uniformed attendants in masks hustle toward the rug, armed with an absorbent white powder, sponges, and germicidal wipes. Some people lift disposable surgical masks over their face, drawn from purses and suit jackets. Will the ceremony still happen? Some people are already leaving. I grab the Overleaper's black messenger bag and lift it out of the way. Inside 15 minutes, however, everything is back in order. Adriana Konoschuta reprises the Star-Spangled Banner and I stand, hand to heart, not really hearing the words. I start to feel my connection to Overleaper Audrey unstitching, like the seams tearing out of an old T-shirt. Even the memories I've taken from her are just disappearing. There's someone else's story again, not a part of me anymore. I blink and find that I'm sitting, face in my hands, even as the rest of the crowd still stands above me. Maybe it's that the Overleaper is dying. Maybe it's the frustration of knowing someone here is going to kill the president and I don't know who, and I can't stop it.
3: (laughs) Why, that was lovely, Miss Conescuta. You certainly are a national treasure. Yes. And now, please welcome the President of the United States.
4: Thank you. Please, sit down. And thank you, Vice President Strom, members of Congress, and distinguished military leaders.
0: The President grins when he finally reaches the dais. Perfect white teeth, immaculate hair.
4: We are here today to award America's highest honor to a fallen hero who made the supreme sacrifice for our nation, Lance Corporal Diago Stratus.
0: I look up, my head no longer buried. I know that name. Everyone does. The story is two years old, but the boy was a hero. I hadn't realized this was his Medal of Honor ceremony
4: please join me in welcoming Tiago's father, Adrian Stratus, to the White House. Adrian is a hero in his own right, currently serving as a lieutenant in Afghanistan. He will be accepting the Congressional Medal of Honor on behalf of his son.
0: The president signals into the crowd where I assume Lieutenant Stratus waits to claim the medal they'll be pinning onto his dead son.
4: We can... Never measure the true depth of our gratitude or the full magnitude of your loss. But we can pay everlasting tribute to Lance Corporal Stratus, his truly immortal act of valor. Thank you. Today, the name of Lance Corporal Stratus will be etched alongside the names of America's bravest warriors, and written forever into America's heart. While he's only with us in spirit, his efforts to combat worldwide extremism have left an everlasting
0: mark. A pang hits me. Not brought by the president's words, but by something more acute. That's... That's his. The... Audrey. That's mm. overleaper. Audrey's heart. Maybe her brain. A stroke. An attack of some sort. I-, I can almost hear the beep of the monitor as she flatlines. Slowly, I stand. It's all coming apart. My twin is dying. The president isn't far behind.
4: Many of you know Tiago's story. Two years ago, in the Hindu Raj mountains of Pakistan, Tiago and his platoon were conducting a reconnaissance patrol when they received a report that several Lashkari Taiba fighters were on an adjacent cliff face.
0: I scan the crowd desperately. There's nothing but the backs of heads, and those reveal nothing.
4: As Thiago's fire team moved into position, they were ambushed by more than 70 well-armed enemy fighters who instantly killed his squad leader, his platoon leader, and a dozen other brave men and women.
0: My eye catches the profile of the vice president. Is he grimacing?
4: In the heat of battle, Lance Corporal Stratus moved beyond his rank to lead his peers in a counter-attack while simultaneously coordinating air assets, indirect fire support, and medical evacuation. Still under enemy fire and wounded in both legs, Lance Corporal Stratus manned a burning tank turret to cover the withdrawal of the rest of the platoon. He single-handedly held back the enemy until his position was eventually overrun and he was killed. But not before 15 men escaped to safety.
0: The assassin still hasn't made their move? What are they waiting for? Let's
4: get the father up here. Where are you, Lieutenant Adrian Stratus? Thank you. Please. Stand. The President of the United States has awarded in the name of Congress the Medal of Honor posthumously to Lance Corporal Tiago Stratus, United States Army.
0: Lieutenant Adrian Stratus advances toward the podium and my heart jerks through my ribs. Fuck me. His sausage-fingered hands steady his frame as he rises from his seat. His bald head glistens under the lights. He grins, revealing a single gold tooth. You nervous? Never been in any trouble I couldn't sort. You
1: know, your overconfidence might get you in trouble one day.
0: I never knew his name until just now, Adrian Stratus. It's him, the man who drove me to meet with Colonel Chase for my mission through the door. Of course he would be a part of the plot. He was the first move and now he'll be the last. He's going to kill the president.
2: frigid lake superior a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it ancestor by number one new york times bestselling author scott sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong available wherever you get your
4: podcasts your son thiago distinguished himself by conspicuous acts of gallantry and intrepidity At the risk of his life, above and beyond the call of duty. I am proud to present this award, the highest honor I can bestow.
0: I'm frozen where I stand. This isn't my area of training. I'm not sure what I have to do, but I know I have to do something. I step forward and... (sighs) You must... The other Audrey, miles away, slams into me. I'm lying in the stretcher. The sirens are blaring. Everything around me, around the overleaper, feels like it's fading. As people applaud, my mind is torn. Lydia. I love you. I, love you. I, love you. I feel her shudder. Her last words. And I feel her die. My eyes squeeze shut, then as quickly as it happened, it's over. And then my world changes forever. I fall to one knee as sparks of red consume my vision. It's a fusion. It feels like a birth. When I open my eyes, I can't breathe. Both hands are on the floor and I'm Audrey. Not the Overleaper and not myself, but a joining of the two. In her death, she becomes me and I become her. Every memory, every skill, I have them now. Two paths of my life, both distinct, converged. Before she died, I died. I was just a military special operator in Delta Force now now i'm also a spy an assassin trained in systema spetsnaz and one of the two living people who've ever been to another dimension the other one is about to kill the president
4: on behalf of a grateful nation
0: i try to stand but my limbs are still shaky a blast of light rips through the air emanating from the podium it's so white it nearly blinds me Trembling, I rise. All around, the crowd has frozen. Not dead, but immobile. Everywhere, it's the same. Bodies trapped by muscles held fast. At the dais, the three Secret Service agents are stretched in front of the President to protect him. The President's eyes are wide with shock, forced to watch what's unfolding, unable to stop it. Of everyone in the room only Stratus and I can move. His once black two-piece suit now glistens in iridescent colors. So that was the weapon. Then, Adrian Stratus speaks. (laughs) My son killed his platoon leader.
1: He killed his squad leader. He killed 17 men for the fatherland. And now, Mr. President, it's your turn.
0: The lieutenant pulls a wooden shiv from his pocket. A crude weapon. The president won't even be able to raise his hands to defend himself. No one can do anything. No one but me. I fall to the ground, open the messenger bag. I didn't know anything about the complicated weapon before the overleaper and I merged. Now it's different. I pull out the flask, press a groove on its side to open a false bottom. Then I insert the pack of cigarettes, close it up. The flask is like a gun, the cigarettes, the bullet. I shake the weapon, like it's a bottle of champagne. Drink up, you son of a bitch! A metallic cigarette bullet spews across the room, fizzing as it flies. It crashes into the podium. I missed. Not even close. So you to me! The lieutenant doesn't even spare me a glance as he raises his knife. Quick, cock! I shake the weapon again, pushing through the throng of stiffened bystanders. They fall away from me, clattering onto the ground like toppled pins. I run forward, take aim. The weapon detonates just as the lieutenant's blade slices into the fabric of the president's shirt. Lieutenant Adrian Stratus falls, blood blossoming across his chest. The shiv falls from his hand. I run up, just in time to see Stratus take his last breath. Now that he's dead, the crowd unfreezes slowly.
2: What, what, what,
0: the president pats oh the tear in his shirt, shaking, But he's unhurt. Before I can get a word in, the Secret Service tackles me.
2: The White House. Washington, D.C. Six months later.
0: After that day, I spent a lot of quality time with investigators, agents, you name it. I got very familiar with rooms with one-sided mirrors.
1: Beach. You need to help us out here.
0: You know as much as I do. As much as everyone does. His real name wasn't Adrian Stratus. It was Maxime Voloshin. We know he was a Soviskin spy, right? They debate this every night on CNN. I don't know why you need me. They also debate how his suit could have frozen the entire room. Countless scientists on daytime talk shows speculate about motor neurons and the T-tubular system. It's nonsense, but I'm not about to say the weapon and the man wielding it were from another dimension.
1: Help me understand this. Look, you were in the room, Staff Sergeant Beach. It is in your best interest to cooperate with us. You infiltrated Air Force Two, broke into a hotel, trespassed it into the White House, and smuggled some kind of weapon in. <laughs> I mean, Staff Sergeant Beach, you're very lucky we're not arresting you right now. What do you have to say?
0: Luck had nothing to do with it. The cameras at the back of the East Room caught me saving the President's life. I've become somewhat of a national hero. As I told you, I met Stratus when he picked me up at Anardara and handed me over to Colonel Chase at Shindand Air Base. (laughs) Hmm.
1: Right. This is the same Lieutenant Chase that's now missing, yes?
0: Yes. I've become an expert at telling the truth, minus a few key details. Mainly the existence of a multiverse and my doppelganger. They push photos in front of me.
1: And where were you when this photo here was taken?
0: I was on Air Force Two. You have footage of that.
1: Can you tell us who this woman is? No. Ah, Jesus Christ. How can a woman be in two places at the same time?
0: That's above my pay grade, I'm afraid.
1: There's footage of the two of you entering the White House together. How do you explain that? Is there? Sergeant Beach, I'm only going to ask you this once. Is this woman a Saviskin spy? Do you know anything about her motives? You think about that before you answer.
0: What am I going to say? Well, you see, she's part of an elaborate and multidimensional plot. The Saviskins blew up a bunch of scientists to prevent the U.S. from making a multiverse machine. They wanted to kill the U.S. president to protect their national interests across timelines and dimensions. The only way to answer that question is, I'm afraid not. (sighs) Jeez.
1: (laughs) Ah, Christ's sakes. (laughs) You're doing this to yourself. Open the door. Bring me a goddamn coffee.
0: Eventually, they had to let me go. Now, I'm standing in the East Wing at my own Medal of Honor ceremony, being lauded for saving the life of a man another version of me once wanted to kill.
3: On behalf of a grateful nation... The President of the United States has awarded, in the name of Congress, the Medal of Honor to Staff Sergeant Audrey Eleanor Beach, United States Air Force.
0: Vice President Strom, Old Duststorm, stands behind me as he ties the blue ribbon around my neck. In the audience, Lydia beams. I smile back, but my heart also breaks as I look at her. In another dimension, She's dead. I carried her shredded body from the crater. And this guy's boss killed her.
3: Thank you, Ms. Beach, from the bottom of my heart. You know, I remember you. You were on my plane. You served me coffee.
0: I just needed to get home.
3: Maybe next time. Just book a commercial flight. Yeah?
0: (sighs) Old Dust Storm releases me, but his eyes are filled with suspicion. Then he smiles for the cameras. The politician is back, waving to the audience. Still, I can tell he doesn't believe me. No one who's ever questioned me does. Not even Peter. It's a cloud of suspicion that will hang over me for the rest of my career. Maybe for the rest of my life. And I'm okay with that. I've already died once in an ambulance, not a mile from this spot. But if I have my way, it'll be a long time before that happens again. And there are some secrets I'll take a second time to my grave. Hey Lydia, what do you say we go get some ice cream? Okay.
2: You're listening to Overleaper, starring Thora Birch. Overleaper is a Realm original production. Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Produced by Diana M. Foe, Fred Greenhalgh, and Haley Wagreich. Additional story production by Nicole Otto and Marco Palmieri. Directed by Fred Greenhalgh. Executive produced by Molly Barton, Marcy Wiseman, and Julian Yap. Starring Thora Birch as Audrey Beach and the Overleaper, Yolise Arroyo, Jordan Batiste, Peter Burkrot, Janet Boris. Gilbert Glenn Brown, Hector Luis Bustamante, Chris Cleveland, Ryan Coyle, Stephanie Diaz, Richard Doyle, Kate Elefante, Mark Engelhart, Maricilda Garcia, Anthony Grant, John Kapilos, Intake Kim, Chuck Karopoulos, Richard McGonigal, Alex Ruiz, Lorenzo Villanueva, Cecily Williams, Michael Wolner, and I'm Graham Rowett. Dialogue editing by Corey Barton. Sound design and mixing by Rory O'Shea. Original score and composition by Jaron Groman. Production manager Alexis Latshaw. Production coordinator Angela Yee. Casting by Sunday Bowling and Meg Mormon. Cover art by Kindle Thomas. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Acidolahi. Find more shows like Overleaper by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm.